Hello, and welcome to Bryce and Ren Watch Jump In Intermission. Uh, my name is Bryce Henderson. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. I do sound a little bit off this week. I am getting over a little bit of a sickness, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but that's okay, because uh, we're going to just jump right in to things. See what I did there? Uh, with my co-host, Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Brooklyn. Bryce and Ren recording their podcast. The f- f- future ahead of them never could have been better. Yeah, are you at doing, the top uh, of their game? Uh huh. Back flipping through the streets. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think headline. Uh, the there's a few headlines here, and it's definitely not the middle portion of this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the the back the back ten and the front ten. I think are the. <laughs> You the think meat. that's the meat of the movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think there's some uh there's some stuff to discuss with Big Rodney. Um yeah, with Rodney's Rodney's journey here. <laughs> um Yes. So Corbin like does flips, he does splits all through the street. Um but like it's weird. <laughs> Well, b- before we get into it, what did you think of the movie? Like, overall, what was your impression? Like, first takes? First hot takes? Did you watch this when you were a kid? Oh, I thought you were gonna say, did I watch this, like, just now? No, no, uh, no. And I was gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, I was there for that. <laughs> uh, I did watch it as a kid. Did you like uh, it as a kid? I was here for Kiki Palmer. I remember liking it. I was here for Kiki. Uh, I don't remember liking it necessarily. I just remember, like, watching it, maybe. I remember this being one of the Disney Channel movies where if it was on, I would watch it. Oh. So you're like, yeah, I think I've maybe only seen this once. Well, I, th- I say that, but I think I've only seen it like twice. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, this came out, this was post the first High School Musical, but pre-High School Musical 2, I believe. I think so. I think you're yes, right. If we're tracking Corbin's career. Corbin did Nedzi Classified before High School Musical or after? Before. I'm pretty before. sure it was before. Okay. Um, Wait. Oh, now I don't know, actually. It might have been during? Yeah. It may have been, like, in the, the that same, like, Because Jumpin' is 07. So, yeah, it must have been during High School Musical. So, um, Corbin also seems like an adult man here. Well, uh, most of the people <laughs> jump roping, jump roping seem like adults. Yes. Um, yeah, they definitely do. Uh, his age was very vague to me. Obviously, he's in high school. Um, is it high school? Is it not middle school? Oh, if it's middle school, then it's things are way off here, Ren. <laughs> it's got. I mean, Rodney. Rodney's like forty. Big Rodney. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so. He's here. Corbin is here. Uh playing Izzy. Izzy uh what's his last name? I don't know. Izzy Gloves? Yeah, f- is, he has a full name that gets shouted at one point. Yeah, it's a uh, Isador. Isador. Yeah. I actually uh Ren, that's on my like list of like approved baby names. Really? Isador? Not Isador, but Isadora. Interesting. Would you go yeah. would you call them Izzy? Um I might. Izzy Daniels. Definitely not Izzy Daniels. <laughs> no, yeah, it, uh, it's it's a series of unfortunate events related. It is not uh, ah, okay. jump in related, unfortunately. But I guess it could be jump in related. Yeah, it can be. So, you know, you never know. No. Um. So what what about you, Ren? What were like um, 
what were some things that jumped out to you? Things uh, that jumped out to me in Jump In? Yes. Uh, the use of music. I know, like, every Disney Channel uses music, but this one felt a bit more in tune with its demographic. Okay. I feel like, I think, I think a reason I might have liked this when I was younger was because of the music. It has a lot of music, yes. It has a lot of music. Most of it isn't bad either, but there is a lot of music and there are a lot of montages. Well, so I was gonna say, again, this is, po- like, everything about this movie screams Disney looked at High School Musical and saw... We gotta do that. We gotta do that again. We gotta do that again. Um, it's it's funny you say that because the the fact that this ends in a musical number, despite yes. not being a musical, it's it's bewildering. And we'll we'll get to that when we get so there. I think I have that, a lot to break down about that ending. Well, Red, I almost want to jump right there uh, because uh, and yes, I'm just I am intentionally jumping uh, a lot uh, tonight. I, I almost want to jump right there. I feel like that's one of the headlines of this whole movie is the fact that it all culminates in not... I mean, it does culminate in a big jump rope routine, yeah. but then it's followed up by a massive musical number. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they should have gotten disqualified for that. Yeah. They do, like... There's, like, a full minute of choreography before they go back to jump roping. At he- one point... Izzy isn't even double jumping. He's just regular jump roping. Yes. Yeah. While the others stand behind him with the with their double dutch ropes, like uh, trolling those, while he's like front and center singing and jumping. It's so bizarre. It's really bizarre. I agree. Should have been disqualified. Um, <laughs> it it stuck out to me as like, I'm sorry. Are we? What isn't this about double dutch? Like, why are why are they doing? And it's in the context of. The competition so it's not even like they could have done the classic like um i don't know if it's classic but like slumdog millionaire situation where they like jai ho at the end you know yeah uh, where there's the movie happens and then oh big musical number for the credits right because nothing happens in the musical number that doesn't like there's no reactions or thoughts or feelings that we see on screen that need to happen there that didn't happen in the jump rope routine that we saw previously. Yeah. Moments before. Which was, in my opinion, far more impressive than Corbin's little song and dance. I agree. When <laughs> I couldn't hold back my laughter when he broke into the song. Yeah. Like, imagine that happening at a real routine. You watch this team, like, actually pull off really good, you know, set. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly they drop their jump ropes. They start singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, who approved this? Who okayed this? Yeah. Uh, the Disney execs, that who, that's who. Um, they they were like, not only does the plot need to follow very similarly to High School Musical, um, but we also need those numbers because we got to sell some CDs, Ren. We got to sell some albums at Target. So The Jump In original soundtrack. Yeah, you know that thing existed with all oh, these songs. Oh, absolutely. And you it know did. that it, it did pretty well for itself. So... Um, yeah, because they had this, and then Camp Rock came eventually, High School Musical 2 came eventually. Yeah, they were just looking for CD sales. Um, yeah, so, I agree with you. That's something that stood out. Um, like, the music, the use of that, um, and the number at the end stood out. That stood out in a bad way. I thought the music in general, though, stood out, like, in most cases, it was decent use. Yeah. Hmm. I thought, uh stylistically i felt like it had a little bit more effort than your 
mm-hmm. average Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. There was a one shot where they uh, filmed Corbin Blue's reflection and then tilted upwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's not really that like engaging, but it's not something you ever see in a Disney Channel movie. No. So, so, like, props for a little bit of creativity. Yeah, I was so I was gonna say I have always loved, um, like, just side hobby of mine has always been like making like videos, like home videos, mm. editing, whatever. Um, very reminiscent of back when I had like Windows Movie Maker, <laughs> uh, on my Dell in middle school. A lot of the effects that we see here feel directly ripped, um, from my own experiences there. Yep, lots of fade outs, lots of oh. slow cuts to black. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So that's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about the edits here, <laughs> but I it's it's like a. I think my biggest problem with the movie. Yes. Like I I can see like watching it I can remember why I liked it and why I mm-hmm. thought it was fun and there is like stuff about it I, you know it's like all right you're you're doing a little bit more than you usually do Disney Channel. Yes. But it's all it's still very bland. I don't I don't really like Izzy. I don't really like his story as a character. Yes. I don't really like that he never suffers any real losses until the uh loser moment, which isn't really handled all that well. Uh <laughs> like he yeah. fights Rodney twice and he beats him both times. Mm-hmm. Like come on. There's there's no arc there. It this is this movie is really Rodney's movie. Yeah, well, Ren, and even like, so I thought it was gonna be a little bit about um, like he was gonna learn not to be too smug, right? Yeah, because he's like obviously a gifted boxer, and then <laughs> literally like picks up this whole double dutch situation real quick. Well, uh, one of the first things that uh, it's said in the movie is that he's showboating and yeah. that he shouldn't do it. Yes. But uh, which may, which you know, logic dictates that would be his arc. Yes, yeah, it totally does. Um, but uh, it really doesn't factor into anything negative. I think, mm-hmm. like for the most, for the like the one the one time where he could have like given in is that scene where Felix is watching him fight Rodney, and he just talks rodney down yes yeah like Uh, that should have been the moment where like if it wasn't if he wasn't going to lose the first fight then that's what should have happened the second fight um yeah no i completely like because i was thinking that second fight okay rodney's got the edge here like corbin's divided he's split up he's torn apart uh let's let something get at him and no no Rodney's just tired of fighting. Um, yeah, Rodney is... Uh, so, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Ren, let's talk about him for a second. Yeah, you want to talk about the Piragua guy? Yeah, I want to talk about, about him. Um, and I want to talk about how he directly ripped off uh, the story mechanic here. <laughs> uh, from <laughs> which Rodney is telling the story to a bunch of children in the gym. Um, versus... Uh, in in the Heights, we have Usnavi telling the story, the movie telling the story to a bunch of children on the beach. Uh, well, not in the beach, right? It's it's actually in his uh, is in the shop. In the musical, it's his shop. In the movie, it's the beach. 
Well, so in wait, pause. In the musical and like the stage production, that's a convention. Is him telling the story to someone else? No, I think he was. No, I actually I don't remember. Actually, I, it isn't. I don't think it is. But uh, no, the, the the point I'm making though is that Usnavi doesn't leave the shop in yes, a, okay. the musical. Yes. The movie changes where the ending takes, where the yeah. how the framing works. Yeah, and that's like uh, in the musical, he stays. In the movie, he leaves. Um. Yeah, so Lemon Miranda directly ripped off Jump In. <laughs> is what I'm, that's, that's all I'm getting at there. Uh, it was a weird convention. It was weird to see to get this narrator throughout. First of all, the narration was terrible. Um, yeah, very bad. <laughs> it was whoever like I I didn't know right away that it was Rodney. So like when it was thrown in like, um, is is it the narrator who says the line about Rodney's uh? Uh, Rodney's a poor boy. Uh, a, a Rod- uh, at home, Rodney's just a poor kid with problems. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's said so, like, un- enthusi- like not enthusiastic, because you wouldn't expect enthusiastic, but, like, so undramatically, like, it's just a line. Like, he's like, at home, Rodney's just a poor kid with problems. Well, okay. one of the, the, narr- the narration line that stood out to me the most was when uh, they, like, zoomed in close on Rodney's face after... Uh, Court Izzy beat him, and was like Rodney never forgot that day, and he learned <laughs> a valuable lesson. Yeah, how do you... you know that unless you're Rodney? Yeah, were you expecting Rodney to potentially go full supervillain here? Su- uh, full supervillain. Yeah, like after Izzy took everything from him, Rodney was gonna become like Iceman or something and try to freeze uh, Izzy and his family. <laughs> I could have. I would have liked to see a. Uh... Rod, like Rodney go full evil. Yeah. I think it would have added a dramatic edge to the movie. Maybe if he joined the Dutch Dragons at the end. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he joins the rival Jump Rope Gang. Him and Yolanda uh, team up uh, with the, the Dutch Dragons <laughs> to take down the red hot chili jumpers, whatever the heck they are. Uh, so yeah, that would have been interesting. Point something out. I have to. <laughs> is it ever explained why Yolanda can join the Dutch Dragons? Um, no, but Jenna did uh point out something. Uh, classic Disney here. Um, so I don't know if you noticed. So the first time we saw the Dutch Dragons, Ren, it was um not super diverse. Yeah, they were all white. Oh uh, well, there was three white girls, what? and then there, there was there was one black girl. There was. Uh, there was. Okay. Uh, but don't worry. Next time we saw them, Yolanda now <laughs> replaced the other black girl. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, um, Jenna's got an astute eye. Yes, Jenna was like, "Did that just happen?" And I was like, "Uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe it did." Um, yes. So yeah, Yolanda was able to just join in, right? Um. And so I don't see why Rodney can't can just join in as well. Right. Um the there there I don't know. This movie was very silly. Um there's also like some West Side story vibes a little bit. Is that just me? Yeah, break that down for me. Like Romeo Juliet, uh just I I think really it's just the um like different worlds the, colliding. It, it's the fire escape like conversation. Oh, uh, okay, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Um, right, I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously, uh, Mary is singing uh, at one point. 
and it could be heard from the fire escape. So, yeah, I was like, oh, a little West Side Story here. Yeah, two worlds that should never meet. Double Dutch and boxing. What would um, you rather do? Would you rather double Dutch or would you rather box? Well, so I'm glad you asked. I probably would rather double Dutch. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of getting hit. That's that's fair. That's reasonable. Yeah, I think that you... Uh, my question for you, so I assume uh, you would be my double Dutch partner. Would we be able to pull off that wheelbarrow uh, technique we saw a few times? I think with enough practice and dedication, we could really get there. <laughs> I think you'd have to embrace the pain, but we could get there. Okay, which would I be? Would I be the one standing up and you'd be the wheelbarrow, or would I be the wheelbarrow and you'd be the one standing up? That's a really good question. What, what what would the physics of that work? You know, what kind of strength would we need for each half? Well, uh, both. Well, okay. So the one that's uh, probably ab strength and arm strength would be the one that's the that's like sideways. Mm-hmm. And then the one standing up probably leg strength and arm strength. All right. So we have to compete in two feats of strength. To determine who is who has stronger arm strength and who has stronger leg strength. Okay. And then we'll know who's the wheelbarrow. Yeah. You think we could pull that off though? That could be like, could you and I be the next double Dutch stars? I yeah, Bryce and Ren. That's just our yeah. team name. I think we could pull it off. Yeah. And I don't. <laughs> we would need someone to like spin the ropes. But based on how this movie handles the people who do that, it seems like we can just find anyone and they won't say much. Oh yeah, so. I'm sure we can find two people to fill in. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> what else? What What did you like here? What did I like? Okay, well, what else do you want to talk about? Here? All right, let me, uh, <laughs> let, let me, <laughs> let's rephrase that here. Let me, let me run through my notes. Okay. okay. Let me, let me go through these. Yeah, uh, yeah. dad's famous hot chili. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we got a real chef victory on our it? hands. What was the dessert that he showed? It was a cake their mom made, yeah, and yeah. that's how they signified to us that their mom's been dead for a while. Yeah, the the mom is smart housed, right? So she's yeah. gone, but uh, we don't know how or when or why. And we can assume that this family did live through a smart house situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is them recovering. This is post smart house. <laughs> yeah. That's um, why boxing's been in the family, uh, because, you know, they gotta fight out fight off the house um just in case yeah so um yeah so uh the chili but just you like that he has a famous chili well i i just want to point out that he has a famously bad chili it shows up in two scenes that's really it it's it's yep. to set up a joke later where izzy buys a pizza for him and his sister well so his dad is slaving away cooking this <laughs> hot chili for hours yep and his son goes out and buys a pizza it's respectful and he he thinks izzy likes the chili Mm -hmm. he tells him at the beginning of the film i made it just made it just how you like it yeah yeah now do you think do you think that well so the name of the group ends up being the red hot chili jumpers or something the hot chili steppers sure okay so the hot chili steppers um Chili's in the name. Do you think that he made some chili to bring to the the tournament? 
here's what happened. He got his dad's famous chili, yes. gave it to all the other teams, and yeah. that's why these kids were able to beat all the adults. Yeah, they all got, they got food poisoning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. Here's some famous chili for you before you go on. How much uh, chili is too much chili to eat before you're going on for a, uh, a big double dutch contest? I think any chili is too much chili before yeah. you go into a jumping contest. Yeah. <laughs> That's just asking for disaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit too much chili. Um, now, oh, so, okay. So... If they thought the chili was so good, they also could have they could have done like the chili bag that uh, they do in Nathan for you, like the chili suit. You're right. Yeah, could have been done. So, um, okay, so I, I'm glad we talked about the chili. I made a little note about that as well. Um, the whole plot of this is that Mary, uh, who's that's she's Kiki Palmer. She and her jump roping crew want to go uh, to city which is like regionals. It's like Glee. We're this yeah. You got to go to regionals to get to nationals, to get to invitationals, to get to sectionals, to get to world regionals. Yeah. It's yeah. It means nothing. <laughs> um Ren, uh what would you do for the Golden Gloves? What would I do for the Golden Gloves? Yeah. I'd make my dad proud. Yeah. Yeah, so you'd fight. You'd fight for them? I, I'd fight in the ring, because you know what they say, Bryce. Boxing is 20% talent and 80% heart. <laughs> That's what Cuddy told Michael in The Wire season 4 and 5. Yes. Uh, I was thinking a lot about The Wire here. Me too! I yeah. kept thinking about Cuddy every time they were in the gym. <laughs> Specifically, the scene where he goes up to Michael and is like, boy, I love them women. <laughs> and just completely shatters their relationship. <laughs> Uh, um yeah the, so the whole the whole gym environment we're introduced to uh, is it chuck and um little little earl <laughs> is it is that what it is it's chuck and little earl <laughs> chuck is and little earl are uh corbin blue's like eclectic friends yeah they're uh they're buddies. They're always hanging out together. They're they're like the Greek choir for the movie. Yes. Yeah, and they have a very specific style of humor. Um, only about ballet. Yep, only they about hate, ballet. They hate ballerinas. They uh, like they make about five or six jokes throughout this movie, and every single line that they have is some like something against ballet, tutus, ballerinas. They hate it. Really against it. Um, Tammy is a girl boxer. Yeah, and, uh, don't forget it. No. The, the movie definitely does not let us forget <laughs> It's, like, the only thing they talk about when she's on scene. Yeah. She shows up, but they're like, oh, it's Tammy, the girl boxer. And she's and like, then... don't treat me just like that just because I'm a girl boxer. I'm a girl boxer, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Tammy's the first to find, because uh, Corbin, when he's picking up jump roping, they're practicing at like 6 a.m. before the crack of dawn. Tammy walks in to find um, find them all practicing double dutch, and uh, Izzy is like, hey, like, you're not going to tell anyone, right? Like, you wouldn't, like, it'd be so embarrassing. And she's like, 
No, I understand. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a, a girl, girl boxer. boxer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, wait, like, why was she here? Why was she here? Yeah. Uh, someone had to beat Izzy. <laughs> okay. Like, Izzy fights three times. So, it's, it's interesting to me. This is not a boxing movie. This is a double Dutch film. Mm-hmm. There are three boxing matches in this movie. Yes. And they're, and, like, full boxing matches. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like surprisingly long, too. I was expecting both of the Rodney fights to be much shorter. Yeah. But, like, they actually trade blows for a bit. Mm-hmm. They do a little, some rocky transitions. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they probably fought to try to get the rocky music. They, uh, they kind of, like, plagiarized it in a few places. <laughs> it was very close. There was a few beats. I was like, oh, is that rocky? Like, I, um, I can hear what you're doing here. Yeah, short, short of, uh, of Izzy running up the steps of City Hall. This was pretty, pretty close. Tearing down the statue of Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Rodney's whole thing. So Rodney is is like the the anti Izzy. He's the we are introduced to him as a bully, um, pinning some nerdy kid against the telephone pole that we never see again. We assume that Rodney later killed him off screen. Yeah, probably. Um. Rodney is introduced to us as a he, uh, he's just a poor kid with problems, which is no. His dad doesn't have a job, okay? Yeah. Or his dad left. I don't remember. It was, it was either no. his dad doesn't have a job or his dad left. <laughs> I'm pretty sure his dad left, friend, because we get lots of shots of Rodney looking at um at Izzy's dad, and in the end, I think Rodney really does become Izzy's dad's son. <laughs> Um, it looks like, so, I mean, he gets what he wants, but so, I don't know how we're supposed to feel about Rodney. That's what well, I, I'm most One of the first things we learn about him is that he ruled the neighborhood with fear. Yes, he rules it with fear. We see him, so at, when we learn that he is, you know, struggling uh, outside of school and that he does have, like, issues going on that, you know, could be responsible for some of the difficulties he's facing, we see him given a bag of clothes. And then we see him promptly throwing out the bag of clothes. Yep. And it's like, what? Well, it's okay, because Izzy watched this, and he gave Rodney the clothes back. (laughs) So, Red, it's like, imagine if, like, I eat, like, I go out, get, like, some McDonald's, throw out the trash, and then two days later, uh, I get a knock on my door, and I open it. No one's there, but the trash is, <laughs> is on my front steps. That's what Izzy does here. Izzy's I'd like, be scared. It would, yeah. mean that, it would mean that someone followed me all the way home. A little bit of a threat. Um, I actually, I don't know. I actually took it as, um, I think Izzy gives him a different bag of clothes. You think, I think so? I think Izzy's like, I saw what you did with the clothes. It must have been an accident. Here, here, let's try this again. I saw you trip and fall and put the clothes in the trash. I'm going to give you some more clothes. Your dad is having a hard time and people are just trying to help. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I bothered me. Like, are we, su- are we supposed to be feeling bad for Rodney? Are we supposed to be, like, oh, like, Rodney, like Rodney's resisting help? Like, I think we're supposed to feel him. sympathetic for, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we are supposed to feel sympathetic for Rodney in those moments. Yeah. I think the movie is trying to show us that uh, Rodney hasn't had the nurturing that Izzy has. Yeah. 
so he doesn't have the same maturity. But like, th- this ends up becoming a structural problem for the movie, mm-hmm. because Izzy is so perfect. Izzy is perfect so Rodney can have an arc, so the movie can be about how great Izzy is. But when you do that, it's not really Izzy's story anymore. Mm-hmm. It's Rodney's story about how Izzy helped him. Well, yeah. Well, so because even the one time that Izzy messes up, where we see him uh, go to a boxing match with his dad and miss out on one of the contests for Double Dutch, which, by the way, we got a—I got some questions. What Uh, what? logistics for that one? It had zero consequences. But it has zero consequences, and he even—we see him try to call, and he calls Mary's mom, and Mary's mom is like, "Oh, Mary left already," and he's like, "Dang it." And then later, when Mary's pissed at him, rightfully so, he's like, I tried to call. <laughs> and so it's like, are we, the audience, supposed to watch that and be like, I mean, he did try to call. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say, Mary. Well, like, the thing is, the, mov- <laughs> the movie takes his side again later. Yeah. When he's, like, all alone and just, like, running and the girls see him mm-hmm. all sad and like, we gotta get Izzy back. Yeah. And, like, there's there's no retribution for him. No one's upset. They just, they feel bad for him. So, okay. And so the whole thing, the reason why he was involved was because we need a fourth. We yeah. need a fourth. So they go to this contest thing, and he doesn't show up, but they do fine enough without him to make it to the next round? Like. Right? Like but, no, but they, they can't be that, because it's <laughs> not a double dutch with one person in the yeah. middle. Yeah. It made no, uh, yeah, it, right? it made no sense. It wasn't even like it should have been like, like they could have at least made it like, oh, we have rehearsal for the big thing, yeah, and like he doesn't show up to rehearsal, and like that's a big deal that he doesn't show up. Well, like it's so weird because they clearly want the stakes for this moment to feel high, yeah, but they have no stakes in no. practice. Yeah, and they like they let Izzy get out of the situation, uh, and like scotch free. Part part of that is is just bad storytelling. They introduce this scenario where mm-hmm. Izzy does something bad, and then they immediately transition into a scenario where Izzy gets humiliated. Yeah. So there's no opportunity for Izzy to have retribution. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, what else we got here, Ren? Uh, they do improv games at one point. <laughs> they, uh, my name is Bryce. Yeah. I like rice. Yeah. My name is Bryce. Yeah, and I like rice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked the suicide joke in the Disney Channel yeah. movie. Yeah, I, that got a solid oof from me. Don't jump, it can't be that bad. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It could have been any other line. <laughs> yeah, I just I laughed because I couldn't believe it. What are you doing? Could have been there instead of don't jump. It's not and worth it. it. And like, not that's that not this movie's sense of humor at all. No. Like, it, no. it's not consistent with any of the other jokes. Yeah. Not that, that there a... are actually many jokes. This movie this movie actually is surprisingly light in terms of comedy for a Disney Channel original movie. Well, because they lean so heavily on uh, ballet jokes, Ren. <laughs> at, at, once you take those away, after those don't hit, there's not much left. So, um, Ren, my big question here. Yeah. We get, so, in the, the moment of the movie where everyone's feeling sad and upset, um, we get Dad staring at a staring longingly at a busted up kitchen plate. Yes, the broken plate to symbolize the broken family. What? <laughs> <laughs> the 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 weirdest thing about that shot 
yeah. is that he smiles at the broken plate. He does. <laughs> he smiles very tenderly at the broken plate. Like, he's happy it was smashed. Yeah, and I'm sitting here like, and unless I miss something, Ren, how did that plate get broken? There was no scene. Okay, with the okay, good, good. <laughs> I, I'm like 99.9% sure there was no scene with that yeah. plate breaking. Like, for just... a second I thought, did they argue and the plate broke? But no, no that, that would have been big enough for me to remember. Yeah, do you, like, do you ever just go to wash the dishes and instead of dishes, it's just broken plates and cups in your sink? Well, the thing is, the best part is that the broken plate was submerged in soap water. Yeah. Like, he had to put his hands deep into the sink and pull it out. It was just wicked dangerous. He could have cut his hand. He could have stuck in it. Yeah. You go to Izzy. Stop putting broken plates in soapy water. Uh, you know you know what was my favorite moment with the dad? Uh, I, I hope it's exactly what I think it is. What? Uh, we're out of Looks like we're out of milk. <laughs> what was your yeah. favorite moment? Oh, uh, mine was my house, my trash. Yes, I love that one too. Yeah. Um. So oh, hold, oh, on. hold on. Let me let me pull up my notes for that because I had something. Well, so I, I have something <laughs> to say about the my house, my trash scene. Okay. So his son is clearly being bullied, mm-hmm. and he's more concerned about the fact that it's a picture of him jumping rope. Yeah. Like the the photos very cruelly call him a loser, loser. like insulting him. What the heck is this? Why are you jumping rope? Yeah, and then, like, uh, uh, the little sister is like, oh, like, he's been jumping rope because he thinks it's fun. And dad's like, go to your room. My house, maybe, my trash. Maybe he smashed the plate after that. Maybe, and we just, yeah, <laughs> off camera. Wait, no, the, the plate was before that. Was it? Yeah, he, he. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was before the broken that. broken plate. There's, like, a sad montage uh, he gets well, the, he grabs the golden chain to bring to his room, and then he finds the loser note. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is rough, and, uh, we never get, like, a really good recovery from Dad until, like, Dad, everyone just happens to show up to this double dutch contest. Man, the scene between him and his dad at the very end was exhausting. It was so uncomfortable. So grueling. Yeah. It just, I, uh, it took so long to get through. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're actually father and son. No. Which is, is, which is bewildering to me because they have like zero chemistry. Yeah. Um, ouch. The guy, the re- actor playing the dad must have called out like sick the day of shooting, the single what? day that they shot this film, right? Let me confirm this. Uh, yeah, that is his dad. Oh my gosh. Wow. Father and son. I think I kind of knew that. I think that was mentioned in like a, one of the Disney Channel original like sneak peeks or whatever. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Um. All right. So, yeah. So there's that big climactic fight uh, between them. Uh, Rodney and Izzy fight it out because Izzy has nothing else left to lose. Uh, and Rodney is tired of fighting. They how does that like? Yeah. What? what? Never mind. It just. Did you watch uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers? No, did you? Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Well, it's good. Uh, I'm 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 shocked it was even good. I'm gonna take back my very good. I'm gonna say it was good. All right. It was okay. good. There's um, 
that kind of that kind of changes my expectations. High points in there, and I think that it actually goes along with what uh, our next year is about to look like. So really, yeah. Okay. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of different cameos. Um, it was fun. It was a fun little ride. It's like an homage to uh, Who Framed Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I love Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and I'm oh, I'm not gonna say movies? it's nearly as good as Roger Rabbit. It's not like in that same. You know, oh, nothing can be. Not. That that was a once in a lifetime yeah. magical. Did, did you make that Reddit post today? What Reddit post? Uh, there was a Reddit post about uh, Roger Rabbit. No, today. I didn't see. Yeah, so you didn't make it. No, no, no. Um, what else? Um, Rodney wants to jump rope. Yeah, he he learns that he loves jump ropes now, and he wants to play double dutch. Yeah, I'm done fighting you, man. Yeah, let's just double dutch together. Um, and then we see him back in the gym at the end. So maybe Devil Dutch doesn't work out. Well, it, it, what if he's not even that much older though? So this could have been like the next day. How cool! It would have been cooler. No, I mean not cool. Cool isn't the right word. Would have been a nice moment if, as they zoomed out in the gym, we saw the ring was still there, but then maybe a separate area for Double Dutch. Yeah, that would have been nice. You know, like this is because a boxing and double dutch gym. I mean, they make such a big point about there being girl boxers and boy double dutchers. Yeah. But okay, so I want to point something out. They make a huge deal about Izzy being like a boy doing double dutch. Yes. When we get to the actual tournament at the end, I felt like most of the teams were men. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys. Yeah. (laughs) Mm hmm. Like, maybe not most, but, like, there were no, like, the Kung Fu Flyers who came in third were all men. Yeah. There were some men in the Sunshine Steppers, the Jive Jays. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I'm missing one. Jump Masters, there we go. Oh, that's a, I know you're a big Apex Legends fan. That's a, it's an Apex Legends term, Ren. Wow. Yeah. Uh, will I? Will you be playing Apex Legends with me this weekend? This weekend, Bryce? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'll not. have to sleep on it. No, I I likely will not. I don't. I'm not. It's not my game, Ren. You like Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. That's my game. That's my game. You're thieves. Um. I guess so. The only other thing, Ren. <laughs> only other thing that I wanted to mention. The first jump rope competition that we see the one that izzy goes to with his his sister and her friends Mm -hmm. so why was that held in like the main lobby of google headquarters the joy jumpers and the dutch dragons at city regionals yeah did you see that setting it was like a car used car lot what what was that (laughs) what was that set it was inside yeah it was it was the best they could do it was like literally the front lobby of like an office building with a little tiny stage set up and then somehow stadium seating around it. Maybe they brought in professional double dutchers for the in like Disney staff. Yeah. Okay. And that's that was the actual audience. It was people who worked there. Yeah. Uh, the double dutching itself, Ren, like I know I, I kind of already said it. That was pretty cool. Yeah, they were uh, most of the teams I was reading were actually all professionals. Yeah. So everyone who was not like a character in the movie was an actual professional athlete doing double yeah. dutch, yeah. which yeah. It, it's cool. It was a nice little uh, touch. It made it. I was surprised that uh, 
their routine at the end was comparatively as good as it was. Well, so did they do all their own stunts? That I don't actually know. I know they had stunt doubles, and I know that Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue did train for the movie. I can only assume they... I like I don't even is he doing all those backflips? Is that well, him? So that's the thing. I felt like a lot of the backflip shots Renby didn't see his face. Yeah, that's true. I felt like um felt like that was maybe not him. Um doing the full split. I yeah, wouldn't doubt it. In the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I and I was surprised to, that Kenny Ortega's name wasn't anywhere here. <laughs> that's I that feels like his style. But um Ren, that's like all I have on this movie. I okay. did not love it. You did not love it? I did not love Jump In. <laughs> Alright, um, I, I, I have some notes I want to go through. Yeah, what else do you got? Let me let me run through this. I got I got a couple of bullet points I haven't highlighted off yet. Okay. Alright. So, uh, Bryce, I, first, first I want to say regionals are on Friday, and their routine needs to be tight if they want to go to the city. And they yeah. need to go to city. So, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how did you feel about his dad? How did you feel about him saying to his dad, "Ain't nothing wrong with feeling proud." You know, this kind of goes back <laughs> to what we were saying earlier about yes. being the clear setup for his arc. To which the dad doesn't. So, because that's the th- yeah, dad. Dad doesn't scold him really for that. Dad's like, "You can be he proud. Agrees with him. Just, just block yourself. Block he your like, face." He like smiles and is like, "Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. should feel proud." Izzy knows best. Yeah. So uh, I wanna I wanna highlight the logistics of this because this implies mm-hmm. a very economically stable world. Mm-hmm. Free popcorn until five at the movie theater. Yeah. This is a world where concessions can afford to be free. So yeah, because and also how is that movie theater making money? Because everyone knows movies don't make their money on the those tickets. No, they make it off concessions. Yeah. So if you let's think, Ren, you go to the movies. Is this like the first iteration of Movie Pass? Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> free popcorn till five. So you go to the movies, okay? It, it could be a couple of things, okay? A couple of things. So it could be, um, they let you into the movie theaters at five or at four thirty. You have a half hour to get your popcorn. The movie doesn't start till eight o'clock. So you gotta wait around until the movie actually starts. You can get that free popcorn for a half hour. It's gonna be salty. You're gonna want to get a drink, and then you're gonna be there so long. You're gonna want your own bag of popcorn once the movie starts. So that that could be what it is. Get get them double dipping. Yeah, like, um, give them the taste. Get them hooked. They could put <laughs> ex- yeah extra salt in the popcorn. All right, I get what um, you're saying. You know, get people to buy some drinks now. If you if if there's no like other scheme here, if it's just okay, you're paying twelve bucks. Well, what is it, two thousand six? So you're paying two bucks for a movie ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, getting free popcorn. Are you more or less likely to buy either a drink or candy? To go with my popcorn. Yes, I'd buy a drink to go with my popcorn. If I if I could only choose between candy. Mm-hmm. And a drink, and I already had the popcorn. I'm yeah. going with the drink. Now, what if the drink? Because remember, popcorn's salty. What if the drink is like, and, and movie soda is already expensive. What if it's like three times the price? Like we're talking like twenty four dollars. <laughs> I, I can't buy the twenty four dollars soda, Bryce. <laughs> for a medium soda with your free salt popcorn. 
I can't afford the twenty-four dollar soda in the early two thousand. Well, so okay, okay. Well, so let's say it's now, twenty twenty-two. Twenty twenty-two. Yeah. How much is? I feel like a movie theater soda is right, like what, fourteen bucks now? Yeah, it's like fourteen bucks now. So we're saying that that movie theater soda, let's say it's like thirty bucks. Popcorn's free. You gotta pay thirty bucks for the drink if you want the drink. No, I, I think. I think that's a worse deal than just being able to buy popcorn and a drink right now. Okay. I so, think it would or, come out less to 30. Or you could buy popcorn and a drink still at like 20 bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the $20 combo. You'd get the 20 combo instead of the free popcorn with the $30 yeah. drink. That That's my choice. Okay. How much... How, how cheap... Okay, what's the... How expensive was like your limit how expensive is my limit for a soda one's free but the soda at the movies 18 bucks 18 bucks yeah Uh, maybe maybe i think that's i think that'd be less than a regular movie theater popcorn soda combo yeah 18 bucks i feel like (sighs) i feel like i i I... and this is 2022 so you already paid like 20 bucks per ticket Man, the movie experience has gotten terrible. <laughs> it's gotten rough. It's it has I, gotten rough. I despise going to the movies these days. Yeah. Not just because of the price point. Mm-hmm. I think movie etiquette in general has gone way down. Yeah. Oh, it, it's abysmal. Yeah. People are people... always whispering. People are always on their phones. Mm-hmm. And I'm a shusher. I insane. will shush if someone yeah. talks in the theater. Yeah. I've gotten... Uh, I got really lucky with... Uh, our, our Spider-Man showing was really good. We had a, a solid crowd for that. Um, Doctor Strange, eh, not not as much, not as much. It wasn't nothing awful, luckily. But yeah, same thing for me with Doctor Strange. I not awful, bearable, not definitely not the worst Marvel no. op- um, movie I've gone to, but uh, a little definitely annoying. Yeah, I I did have people talking through the trailers. I don't know how you feel. People about always that. talk through the trailers now. I wish they didn't. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I'm watching this, you know. Um, hey, I'm watching you. Hey, I'm a New Yorker. Hey, my mama always said. About it. My mama always said, New York is the best city on earth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my mama always said, make it simple but significant. <laughs> That's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit, uh, um, what is it? Hey, you've been, uh, you thought I, you thought I forgot about you, but I didn't. <laughs> We're just getting started. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I know he's like, I don't know if the character is, uh, if the character's okay to reference. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Yeah. Was that risque, do you think, that I just did a little Frank Underwood? No, I don't think it's risque. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I mean, no, I don't think it's risque. No. Should uh, should you and I watch House of Cards? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be risque? <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, I the worst part about it is that House of Cards wouldn't even be that bad of a show for us to watch. Because it becomes a shit show so fast. It's so bad. Like, it has two really good seasons, mm-hmm. two pretty good seasons, and then, like, the rest of it is just a train wreck. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw it out. I don't think I finished it. I don't think um, I did either. I think I tapped out before he uh, even got accused of anything. Yeah, yeah, and then it was yeah, and they were like, "Oh, he's not coming back," and I was like, "Well, I'm not coming back either way." So, whatever. Um, yeah. So we should probably we should avoid House of Cards, though. I think we can. Uh, we can watch the UK version. <laughs> good. Good. Yes. Um, okay, so 18 bucks for a drink. You think you would do? If the popcorn was free, sure. Yeah, popcorn's free. And, but it's no refills. You can't refill. I can't refill the popcorn? No, you, you no, can actually, refill the popcorn, I don't, I don't but not the drink. I can't refill the drink? No. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I think I would do, like... I would do, like, 22 bucks. I wouldn't be happy. I think twenty two is my limit. I wouldn't. You go as, I, you'd go as high as twenty two. Ren, like if the popcorn's free, I might be like, oh, this is a deal. Twenty two dollars <laughs> for this fountain soda, which is a one dollar equivalent to McDonald's. <laughs> They're all one dollar every size, Bryce. It's so it's the best deal in fast food. One dollar every size. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And it, it annoys me that they're the only one that does that. All fast food restaurants should realize that I will go, I will stop by if that drink is only a dollar. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm ready to jump out of jumping. You're ready to jump out? Yeah. But Bryce, I still have so many notes to Red, get. Through. What else do you got? Keep going then. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, so I want to discuss the first fight between Izzy and Rodney. Okay. Like this, this is not a good movie. Stru- and structurally, mm-hmm. from a storytelling perspective, it's very bad, and I want to break that down. Okay. So, we get an Izzy training montage, yes. right? Right after we learn that Rodney's dad is having a hard time and people are just trying to help. We immediately transition into Izzy versus Rodney. Izzy is clearly shaken up. His dad is like, you okay? Which makes Izzy even more nervous. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're setting up, like... Izzy losing here, which makes sense. You know, we're half hour into the movie. We're at the end of Act One. If the rest of the film is going to be about Izzy, you know, double dutching and stuff, it makes sense to hand him an early defeat. Yeah, that's just good storytelling. Mm-hmm. We want to make him rootable and likable, and you know, having him lose and giving him something to overcome is a good thing. And like mm-hmm. everything about the fight indicates that he's going to lose. Like his form is bad at the start. He's fighting sloppy. He's like lightly grazing Rodney with his fists. Like Rodney punches him straight in the face at one point. And Ren, does he lose? Does he lose that first fight? Does Izzy lose that first fight? Yeah. Well, Rodney does trip Izzy at one point as well, so you would mm. think he'd lose. Yep. But uh, I what what even is it that like uh oh, his dad tells him Rodney swings wild. Find your rhythm. Yep. And this pissed me off. Did it piss you off? It did piss me off. Because what does he do as soon as the second round begins? <laughs> he finds his rhythm. He finds his rhythm by swinging. <laughs> so dad, dad is gives him the wisdom of let him swing wild. Yep. Just play defense and then go for a big hit. Said, ding, ding, ding. Izzy starts smacking uh, him around. And it works. It, it works perfectly. Like, Rodney goes from dominating the fight to just submitting to every mm-hmm. single punch. 
like at one point is is it this one or is it the next one where he trips out of the arena no it's the next one I okay think. yeah um it's absurd though and it, it it was like why even have dad give the advice if our character's not gonna follow it <laughs> and it like, won't make a difference it's such poor storytelling. Yeah. It's like the writer knew that in sports movies, the main character gets a pep talk and then beats the <laughs> whoever he's fighting against. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's no logic. And yeah. the second fight between them isn't any better either. Because <clears throat> you start with, like, this Corbin Blue, Corbin Blue giving this passionless speech that comes off so powerless and hollow. And then, like... They just fight, and he starts dancing around Rodney, and Rodney falls out of the ring. And my favorite part about Rodney falling out of the ring is that you can hear someone quietly saying in the background, yeah, finish him, Izzy. <laughs> like, they Izzy all... never threw a single punch, and suddenly it's finish him off. <laughs> just runs around really fast. He loses control. Rodney's, like, trying to keep his eyes on him the whole time. Just falls out, gets too dizzy. Um, yeah, Rodney was universally hated by everyone. Well, they briefly liked him when he was humiliating Izzy. When he managed to turn everyone against him. Right, we did not talk about that moment. That's right, We got. We, let's discuss that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Rod, Rodney finds out that Izzy is doing double dunch. So he takes out a Nokia camera, films him for a bit, and then uh, posts it all over the school. Everyone makes fun of Izzy. They all uh, think he's a loser because he's in peak physical condition and can do backflips between two jump ropes. Like, the, the logic behind it is just so absurd. What a loser. Like... They, and they so, know he do, he jump ropes. He, he does it for his training. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this movie... Again, being High School Musical Part 2, um, they, like, do this, and, like, High School, High School Musical at least pitches this whole school universe of people who act in the musicals are losers. Yeah. Or whatever, which is, like, that may not be a universal, like, outside of the world of High School Musical thing, but at least that's thought of. Here, yeah, you're right. It's like just so weird. It's like, um, we get the the side characters who keep making comments about like ballet and stuff, but nothing really, really like damning about Double Dutch. Like and not at all. Why and... would why would anyone? Because Double Dutch is like you said, it is just him at physical condition. Yeah. Like, like they, they want us to assume that double dutch is a thing only girls do, but like this isn't even true by the movie's logic. No. Like it's 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 frustrating because it's this movie is like set in two separate worlds. Well, yeah, and it's like it is is he someone at school who's really popular? We don't know. We have no clue. So like but he's popular it, in his neighborhood. Yeah. Well, we don't see him in school enough. So for this climactic scene to happen in school where all of a sudden there's these posters up claiming he's a loser and everyone's laughing at him like okay is this Troy Bolton getting taken down or is this some just like some random like someone who's already kind of like an outcast 
being ch- like it's just so empty it's so weird you made um, me realize how easy it is to take for granted how well established high school musicals little ecosystem is yeah I, with I, all its characters um they really they establish a pretty like cohesive hierarchy. Yeah, I don't know if you and I will ever make our way to high school musical. I can only hope that we do. Um, <laughs> but I, I do have high praises for at the very least the first one, as campy as it is. Um I remember I never saw the third one, but I do remember enjoying the first two. And I remember we watched them at a little sleepy once. Did we? The third one? All of them? No, the second one. Oh. I don't remember watching that one. <laughs> um Yeah. So it, it it does not stick the landing. This whole uh, Izzy's a loser because he double dutches piece. And like everyone it, gets over it so quickly. Yeah. Like no one cares. Again, it's it's something that doesn't have consequences. No. If anything, I would say what happens is, uh, like half the school shows up at the jump rope contest at the end. Yeah, it ends up being uh, good advertisement. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, this is interesting. How did everyone know about that? Why was everyone at that contest? At a nat was it nationals? No, it was like semi regionals or whatever. Semi regionals. Yeah. It's uh, it, they just gotta bring everybody. They got the little sister. They got the dad. Yep. The Tammy's mom. They're all there. Chuck all and little there. Earl. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever watched the? You probably haven't ever given a thought to the mass singer. No, I have not. Okay. So, just like any like reality show like that, or like the contests where they were like singing before. I watched like uh, four episodes of a single season, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm out." Um, but they'll show while people are like are singing, they'll show the audience dancing and singing like humans don't actually do in real life. Um, and that's what we were getting from Chuck and Little Earl. <laughs> they were like so aggressively emoting while push it to the limit and the jump rope routines were happening um, that whole like final sequence the, the jumping rope part's not bad yeah no but but the fact i i, I, can't, I hate going back to it again but the mm. fact that it just ends in a musical number yeah it's it's such a whiplash it's like getting punched in the throat mm-hmm. and the movie is coming so close to ending yeah. And then, like, you go from the musical number, and then you go to the exhausting dad apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what happened to mom? What do we think? What happened to mom? Yeah, we're deep enough into this podcast. We can play this game. They make it seem like she uh, le- she, she died. I'm going to assume she actually left. Okay. I yeah. think she had enough of uh, Mr. Dad's famous chili and was just, <laughs> right, I'm out of here. I can't eat this anymore. Yes, Dad was like, "Here's here's chili," uh, or maybe do you think Dad wanted her to be a boxer? Yes, he was originally training her. She yeah. had enough. Yeah, and she said, She's "I out. I can't be a boxer," and he said, "Fine, go be a ballerina somewhere else." <laughs> um, and she said, "Right, okay. <laughs> yes." Can I read some reviews for you? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have a long now that we're doing movies. There are actually reviews for stuff again. Oh, good, good. I can, uh, all right. I'm going to read three reviews for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a, uh, a 7 out of 10, a 10 out of 10, and I'm going to find one of the uh, lower reviews. Okay. That doesn't say anything racist in it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> First review, Corbin's Got the Moves by BKO Gunbing 
7 out of 10. This product from the Disney Studios finds young Corbin Blue taking center stage as a young Golden Gloves boxer who joins a jump rope competition with a bunch of girls. Naturally, something like this is going to raise some eyebrows, especially among the group he travels with. There are some who might say Corbin should have been the one starring in those high school musical flicks, and in Jump In, Corbin shows what he can do in a starring role. He certainly has the moves for boxing, dancing, and for double dutch jump roping. Corbin Blue is one of the more winning personalities that come out of the Magic Kingdom currently, and he and Kiki Palmer make a very nice young couple on the screen. Corbin even got a hit song out of the film, Push It to the Limit, a motto to use in both boxing and double dutch. You could do a lot worse than this film, and the Magic Kingdom has on occasion. This is like a Patrick Bateman review. <laughs> you like Magic jump Kingdom. in. Um, that was the ten out of ten or seven out of ten. That's a seven out of ten. Yeah, even just the brief sentence about um Mary and Izzy, uh, their relationship that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, you ready for a ten out of ten? Oh, of course. This one is called Awesome Movie by Run, Kid Flash. Run. Out of all the Disney Channel movies I've seen, this one is by far the best. It even outranks High School Musical on my list. The plotline was well-developed and had a message kids could learn from. The movie had a fitting blend of humor and seriousness, and I thought that the actors were all wonderful. Some scenes could have been delivered better, but nobody's perfect. I also really admire Corbin for playing a double dutcher. Sure, you can argue that he's an actor and it's his job, but even so, he could have refused the part. Anyway, back to my main point. The stereotype in the movie that girls are the only ones who jump rope is, unfortunately, present in real life, and I think that this movie showed people that yes, boys can double dutch. My little brother thought the double dutch was cool, and for him, that's impressive. Although the main focus of the movie was on Izzy and his double dutch dilemma, my favorite character was Tammy. I think that she was the most inspirational character out of all of them, for girls at least. Not only is she a female athlete in a male-dominant sport, but she also helps Izzy realize where his heart lies. I guess she really does have a good head on her shoulders. Girls should try to be more like Tammy and less like Barbie. Call me a feminist, but it's true. Overall, this movie was extraordinary. Next time it's on Disney, grab a few friends and watch it together. You'll like it, I promise. Yeah, that that review had more plot twists than the movie itself. Call me a feminist, but it's true. It's one of my favorite yeah. lines I've read in a review. Um, so... <laughs> that was a lot of enthusiasm for that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely way too much. Um... I don't even I Ren, I don't even know uh, what to highlight there because it was it's wrong. They're wrong. All around. No. It was not a ten out of ten movie. It was not. Um Are you ready for the last review? Yeah, what's the last one? This one is from October 29, twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's a five out of ten review because all the one out of ten reviews were racist. Love it. <clears throat> the title of this review is called it's not horrible. By every movie gets a 10. They gave this movie a 5. Mm. Jump In isn't horrible, but it's that generic teen show where you can predict scene by scene. 
the whole plot has been done since Adam and Eve have existed. Dad God says do this. Son Cain does something else. In the middle, Dad God is angry. By the end, Dad God forgives and everyone lives happily ever after. It's not a go-to movie. It was probably just to milk some coins from High School Musical. Last words? Jump out. Uh, yeah. That, uh, I'm a little bit more... The dad god, the classic dad god storytelling <laughs> device. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. Ren, what's the what's the what other movies have the classic uh, god dad storytelling device? The, I I can think of a couple. The god dad, uh, Star Wars Thor? god dad, could that count? Hercules. Hercules. Oh, that's a good one. God dad. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, what other movies have? Uh, Bruce Almighty. God is kind of his dad. Yeah, this is dad. Does he have a dad in that movie? Uh, it's God, Dave Almighty. Uh, is that that's uh, is that that's not a thing? There's Evan. <laughs> is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Well, there's Meet Dave or something like that. Where Dave in real life? Dave, Dave in, in real, real life? life is also Steve Carell. Dan yes. in real life. Dan in real life. What's Dave? <laughs> I don't know. Dave. There's like, I think there's an movie? alien movie called Dave. So you got an alien comedy? Maybe. Seth Rogen, maybe. Maybe or two British guys, I don't know. Seth Rogen's and Dave? I don't I listen. <laughs> I would not quote me. I'm not a Dave expert. You're the one that brought up Dave. I'm just trying to save the podcast. Alright, alright, I get it, I get it. Okay. Um This is maybe our fifth uh is this our fifth uh decom? We did a... Uh, Hatching Pete. Yep. We've done Read and Weep. Yep. We've done Minutemen. Minutemen. Is that uh, three Phantom of, of the Megaplex. Phantom of the Megaplex is four. I think this is five. I guess that makes five. Yeah. Wait, uh, do we? Do we? We didn't watch any. We were gonna watch some Kyle stuff, but we did not. <laughs> we opted not to. <laughs> but did we not watch something else for Dolly Day, or did we list everything we did for no, that? No. Yeah, we only we watched three movies for Dolly Day. Read and Weep, Hatching Pete, mm-hmm. and Minutemen. Yep, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and it, they all feel like they painfully had Mitchell Musso, even though only one of them did. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like we had a Mitchell Musso day, and then he yeah. wasn't just one of the movies. <laughs> he really tanks all vibes. I, I, like, watch Disney Channel content, and I fear him showing up. Like, what if? He's, I'm so... Uh, someday we'll get around to watching his entire filmography. Yeah. We can only hope. We can only hope. Um, yeah, so this was a time I would not revisit Jump In ever again. I don't think I will ever watch it again in my life, friend. You wouldn't show your kids this even if you, like, maybe they were like, Dad, I want a double dutch. I would show them not this. I would probably show them the episode of Community instead. The uh, one with the flashbacks that didn't happen. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll show them that and I'll say that this is jump in. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, one last thing to note, Paul Hohen directed this. Nuh-uh. So that's another, that's another entry in the Hohen Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, after last week, Paul's uh, canonically dead. It, well, we can, uh, for the description, put in memoriam Paul Hoem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, 
post post him. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever watch more Paul stuff. I'm sure we will. It seems to pop up everywhere. Oh, he's definitely gonna pop up again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. All right, Ren. Um. Uh, before we go, um, I like, I I wish that I had more to say about Mad Men, but I I don't really think I have anything to say. That's okay, Bryce. How are you liking Six Feet Under? I only watched like the first two, and then I was like, I'm a little burnt on TV. That's okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, I like the vibes, so I'll probably go back to it at one point. It's a good show. It's a very fun show. Yeah. It's heavy. Maybe maybe not what you need right now. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I I, I usually like that. Like, style mm-hmm. reminds me. Um, its energy reminds me a little bit of what's his name, Brian Holder. Brian Fuller? Who? Brian Fuller? Uh, who's Brian Fuller? He's the creator of Hannibal and Pushing Daisies. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. That's who I'm thinking of. Yep. And, I get that um, vibe, too. Very, uh... He did... What is that? Dead Like, dead like Me? I think. Or Better Off Dead? Those are two no, I don't think things. he did Better Off Dead. No, not Better Off Ted. Better Off Dead. He did, he did a show uh, about the Grim Reaper where a girl dies and she's like, she negotiates getting to be the Grim Reaper. It's like a, it was like a one season show in Niagara Falls, right? Uh, that's Wonder Falls. Oh, that's wonderful. What am I thinking yes. of that? Where uh, things come alive in like a tchotchke shop. Um, he's good. I like all of his stuff. Me too. He's great. Yeah. Big fan of Pushing Daisies. That's like uh, one of my... That that it's not on my hall of like my uh Mount Rushmore, but it's it's mm. up there. So uh yeah. Yeah. Uh otherwise, Ren, we're gonna watch tell us what we're watching next week. Next week we're watching DuckTales the movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Yeah. The first film by Disney Toon Studios. Yes. Uh it is a theatrical movie. Oh. I I think what was going to happen here is that if this movie did well at the box office, we would not have gotten like hundreds of direct-to-video sequels. Yes. We would have gotten like proper theatrical <laughs> Disney sequels. Yes. They but were... like <laughs> the studio, uh, as far as I understand, every single time that they made it to theatrical release, it was not a box office hit or success. Yep. They try um, a few times. Yes. And they always fail. Yeah. The uh, the only time there's like any consistency is at the very end with planes. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, yeah, so uh, so we are watching Disney sequels, uh, kind of. It's uh, kind really of. we're watching through the Disney Toon, uh, movies. Yep, so they're Disney... the studio that made most of the uh, well, not most. They made all of the yeah. direct-to-video Disney sequels, but they also made stuff in between them. So. Yes. For the sake of completion, we're just going to look at everything. Yeah. Because there, uh, there's really not that much extra it adds either way. No. Uh, I think it's going to be painful. I, I think it'll be painful. <laughs> I think there are going to be a few gems. Yeah. Like, off the top of my head, I think uh, Goofy Movie's probably going to be fun. Yes. I That's, think mm-hmm. maybe... I. It's been a long time since I've seen Lion King 2 and Lion King 1 and a half. Yeah. But uh, I'm optimistic if any of these sequels are going to be good, it's going to be one of those two. Yes. Yeah, so um, I remember distinctly watching The Lion King 2 at a TV 
store in the mall when my dad was picking out trying to pick out a tv like <laughs> one day so i think that's the only time i ever watched it really yeah oh this will be interesting yeah, i've seen but one and a half i've seen multiple times now i don't know if you and i will be able to access it but there's a version of one and a half where timon and pumbaa do audio commentary yes bryce i had this on dvd okay. i remember watching this okay so i i doubt my parents might still have it i'm gonna be there next weekend i'm gonna have to check i know there'll be plenty of time to get until we yeah. get there anyway but um if they do i think that that should be taken into consideration in That'd our conversation fun. so um but yeah so sounds good so we're watching that um and otherwise, thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a great rest of your day. We'll see you at Paul Hohen's memorial. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.